Hi guys, welcome back to our next episode in our study of 2 Peter. When we look at the havoc caused by false teachers in our country and around the world, we sometimes despair and we think to ourselves, yeah, they will get away with it. They will get away with all the damage that they've done and continue to do. They won't be held accountable in any way. If we're honest, we do sometimes tend to think that God won't really judge. I mean, if he really was going to do something, wouldn't he have done something already by now? Surely there isn't this great judgment coming in the end, is there? That's sometimes how we think. We're just deluding ourselves, thinking that there is a coming judgment. Well, Peter wants us to think again. He gives us three historical acts of God's judgment that demonstrate that God will absolutely, certainly judge false teachers. They won't get away with it. The first one is God's judgment of angels. Have a look at verse 4 with me. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, he did not even spare angels when they sinned. He judged them severely. Do you see that in this verse? But Peter does not stop there. Number two, verse five. If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. Remember the flood? God is not apathetic in exacting judgment. But wait, there's more. Number three. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for the righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If God did all of this, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. And that is the point. God will judge. Justice is coming upon the unrighteous in general if we do not trust in the righteousness of Christ on our behalf. But Peter has in mind the judgment that awaits false teachers in particular here. He is picking up where he left off in our previous video. Have a look at some of the characteristics of false teachers that make them so worthy of the dreadful judgment of God. Have a look at the text with me, verse 10. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. Verse 13, they will be paid back with harm for the harm that they have done. The idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. What you normally find with false teachers is that they typically have no accountability structures around them. They don't like to answer to authority or to anyone. And it's precisely because 
they secretly lead a life of following the corrupt desires of the flesh. The two go hand in hand, corrupt desires and hatred of authority. They blaspheme, verse 12. Verse 14, eyes full of adultery. They never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed. In summary, here's why the work of false teachers is so despicable and heinous and so worthy of great condemnation. Verse 18, for they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. Think about the hypocrisy. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. And it's not as though they've never heard the truth by which we escape the corruption in the world and participate in the divine nature. False, false teachers choose to reject the truth and follow the desires of the flesh. Have a look at verse 20. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Their judgment is certain. The judgment of false teachers is certain. And so the take-home message for us here is that false teachers will not get away with it. We can find solace in the fact that they will not get away with their destructive ways in the world. God will hold them to account in the end. And that's been Peter's point all along. And so we should be discerning when it comes to teachers we place ourselves under. We must watch their lives as well as their doctrine and be sure that as they speak, we keep our eyes on the word. 